Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. All right, folks, today is November 5th, 2020. Coming up on Roller Martin Unfiltered. Joe Biden moving closer and closer to hitting 270, still leading in Arizona. Lead has grown in Nevada. Trump's lead in Georgia falls under 10,000. And Pennsylvania announces they may be finished counting tonight. Trump only has a 107,000 vote lead. More than 800,000 ballots have to be counted in Pennsylvania. We'll break all of that down for you. Also, in Georgia, David Perdue is going to a runoff with John Ossoff. We'll talk about gearing up for that January 5th runoff for two critical U.S. Senate seats. Republicans are tied. Congressman Stephen Horsford is here to talk about Nevada and how that is happening there. State Senator Vince Hughes will join us to talk about what's happening in Pennsylvania. And Black Voters Matter co-founder Latasha Brown will be here to talk about, as I said, Georgia. Also, everyone is asking how we got here when the polling told a different story. We'll talk with pollster Terrence Woodbury about that and specifically 
his exit polling data on black voters, plus a crazy-ass white woman, a Mississippi voting commissioner, got a ass whooped by a sister. We'll break it down for you. It is time to bring the funk on Roller Martin Unfiltered. Let's go. Folks, if you look at the bottom of our screen, we are showing you the Electoral College totals as they stand right now, according to the Associated Press. Joe Biden, 264. Donald Trump, 214. The Trump team is furiously trying to file lawsuits all around the country to stop the count uh, in Michigan, stop the count in Pennsylvania, stop the count in Georgia, where they're leading, but they want to continue the count in Nevada and Arizona, where they are behind. That's the kind of craziness we're seeing uh, all across uh, the country. We're also looking at all of the polls. We're looking at in terms of uh, uh, where they stand, who did what. There's a poll out there showing saying that 18% of black men voted for Donald Trump. True or false? We're looking at voting data. People are saying that Donald Trump increased his support among black women, among black men, but somehow dropped among white men, but increased among white women when normally he was doing better with white men compared to everybody else. There's all kinds of stuff out there. We're going to be unpacking that over the next couple of hours. But also, Pennsylvania announces they may be finished tonight counting ballots. And we're going to keep giving you uh, all of uh, the latest. Okay, let's go right now to uh, Terrence Woodbury. He is the founding partner for Hit Strategies. He joins us right now on Roller Martin Unfiltered. So, Terrence, uh, here's the deal. It's very interesting. All of these people, oh, my God, I, 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 you know, the polls were wrong. The polls were wrong. And... They were showing Biden uh, with this with this huge lead, and, and he was supposed to be leading by five in Florida, and he was leading by seven in Pennsylvania, and was leading in Michigan by 12 and 14. He was leading in Wisconsin and all different places. And I kept saying, don't trust white people in these polls. That's exactly what we're dealing with right now, Roland. You know, one thing that, that we learned is in 2016 is that Donald Trump has a superpower at surging non-college -edu non educated white voters. And he's done it once again. You know, we've seen, uh, we, we knew going into this on election day that, that turnout had been higher than we had ever, than, than anyone could have imagined. That has a tendency to disrupt polling. And just so I can kind of uh, put folks at ease about polling a little bit, you know, polling is really a, a, a prediction, a snapshot of, of what we expect a certain universe to do. Well, the thing that happened with, with massive turnout here is that that universe looks very different than anyone expected. And frankly, Donald Trump once again surged white people. But, but another thing happened, Roland, and this is to your point, is that a lot of voters were not that honest with us. Uh, I, this is something I'm, 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 I'm struggling with, is that, you know, white millennials and white Gen Z, younger white voters vote a lot more like 
like white people than they do like young people. And that is to say that, 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 that Donald Trump won almost half of white millennials and white Gen Z. In Georgia, he won 63% of white people under the age of 39. Those are numbers that just that, that make it very hard for Democrats to, 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 to recognize the benefits of diversity shifts. And, and that's the thing that I have been trying to explain to people. People go, oh, no, but the next generation, the next generation, they're still white. That's right. You know, Roland, I, I, I've been I've been trying to accept the fact that it, that that maybe racism is hereditary. You know, may, uh, the, the the way that that these young folks have have participated in this election. I mean, young people who overwhelmingly support, uh, you know, I, I improving uh, um, or reducing climate change. Young people who overwhelmingly support transparency in government and uh, immigration reform. I mean. These are young people who are on the Democratic side of most issues, and they still voted for Donald Trump. That tells me that tribalism, uh, that tribalism is, is just as live and just as well in, in the younger generation as, as it is in their predecessors. And that's, and that's the thing there, Terrence, that people don't quite understand. And what I mean they don't understand that is that when you factor in, people were thinking, oh, young voters are going to break Joe Biden's way. Uh, they are just repulsed by the racism of Donald Trump. No. Whiteness is at play. They're overlooking it. They're excusing it. They're voting according to their peers, to their parents, things along those lines. And so what does that tell you? What it tells you is that, from the Democratic side, the white population is shrinking. Even with these young, gen, these young, these white millennials and white Gen Zers, the population is shrinking. Whites are dying. Uh, uh, the, white, the white annual death rate in about 10 or 12 states is higher than the annual white birth rate. And so what that means is that if you're Democrats, in order for you to win, what you're going to have to do is accept the reality you're not going to get a majority of white women. That's right. Okay? So you need to accept the fact that you're going to get 45, max 47% of white women. The other white women are going to go with the Republican. Okay? You're not going to get white men. So what you have to do is you got to say, here's my percentage of white women, here's my percentage of white men, and I'm going to have to be very aggressive. And aggressive means spending money. That's right. Resources on black organizations, Latino organizations. And within black, you got to have targeted messaging for black women, older black women, middle-aged black women, younger black women, not the same message. Black women with college degrees, black men without college degrees. Black people in rural parts of the country, black folks who are in cities. Then you gotta have a separate targeted, hyper micro-targeting message to black men with degree, without degree, blue collar, high school dropouts. You gotta go through the, the, the whole gamut. And I think the problem has been, they've been so used to saying one message for black people, one message for Latinos, up, oh, I can pop by a couple of barbershops, I can create that sort of conversation. There you go. Nope, not anymore. That's exactly right, Roland. Look, man, uh, during the summer, we all looked at the, at the, what I call like the changing complexion of the protests. You know, there was one time over the summer that I actually declared to the Washington Post that the movement for black lives had evolved from a movement of black people versus the police to a movement of young people versus racism. And the reason I said that, Roland, is because the majority of protesters were white. 
54% of protesters were white. 18% were black. 11% were, uh, were, 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 were Latinx. But 85% of protesters were under the age of 39. To me, that represented a generational shift, a generation that was ready to turn the page on racism, as, as, as ambitious as that is, you know, but to actually begin the, the tough process of healing and that and that and that white Gen Z and white millennials would be a part of this healing as opposed to on the other side of that picket line. And frankly, Roland, we just learned in this election that that just that that that, that is just not the way this is shaking out, that when it comes to voting for their interests, they are voting in the interest of, of, of white people, and not in the interest of young people. Voting in the interest of young people is voting to reduce college debt. It's voting to improve the environment. You know, it's voting to uh, to it, it's voting for a more inclusive uh, policy that's more representative of, of of the of younger generation. You know, millennials are the first majority minority generation, and I think when we start talking about how demographics are destiny, it's not because of you know some large uh, swarm of, of of young white voters are somehow becoming more progressive or swinging to the left, although their policies and their issues suggest that they are. But it means that there's just less of them. You know, it means that the majority of people um, under the age of 35 are not white. And that demographic can become destiny for Democrats if they lean in there, if they go and activate those black and brown voters that far, for far too long have been on the political sidelines because they don't feel represented, not just in the Democratic Party, they don't feel represented in the political system. And that is why Donald Trump was able to exploit that cynicism and exploit that frustration that black men have. And young black voters under the age of 39 also, 18% supported Donald Trump. You know, he was able to exploit some real uh, um, uh, fissures there within the black community that that have been expressed through through their cynicism towards Democrats. Well, and so but you're what, right, Roland, we got a lot of work to do. And, we, and, 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 and it's not a one size fits all. We're gonna have to go in and do some serious, serious soul searching and figure out how do we connect to a group that, that feels disaffected by the system. But, but here's what he also did. He kept lying, and there was so much disinformation that folks were believing it. I, I, I had a, I had an artist who gave me a call. Dude, I was on the phone with a, with, a, with a guy, a producer, for an hour and 11 minutes who threw out every lie to me, and I was like, bruh, that's a lie. That's a lie. That's a lie. And so what I kept arguing from a Democratic standpoint... They never properly countered the lies. That's right. Here's what people say. Oh, I'm not going to sit here and fight the lies because it's just playing their game. There's a reason why on this show, black conservatives who support Trump hate coming on here because I won't let That's them right. lie. And the reason I won't let them lie is because I cannot allow... Anybody watching this show who sees a clip on YouTube or Facebook or Instagram or Twitter and they see the lie and it goes unre uh, it, uh, it goes unresponded. No, my deal is you got to stop the lie. The moment it's said, I'm like, ah, I'm going to let you finish. But what you just said is a lie and it's not going not, not to let you get away with it. And they let Donald Trump lie. Criminal justice reform. You know, lie. It's, it's, lie. It's, Obama it's, did it's, nothing. Biden did nothing. I came in. They did nothing. They couldn't get anything done. And at no point did Democrats say, 
Who the hell got it passed in the House? Democrats. I mean, Jerome, you should hear how many black black men I sit in focus groups with that tell me that they're supporting Donald Trump because he did criminal justice reform or because he got black folks out of jail. Donald Trump pardoned exactly eight black people. Eight. The Biden, uh, by Obama-Biden administration pardoned 200 times more black people than that. I mean, this is just, we never corrected the record, Roland. Um, and, and, and frankly, when you, when you allow those seeds to be planted, those seeds of, uh, of doubt and those lies are being planted on fertile ground of a lot of brothers who already feel cynical towards the system. Right. And so and so when we let that when we let that fester and marinate the work that we have to go back and do now to un, to, to to unprogram those lies is so much harder than the work that we can do if we just come in early um, and deliver a message that that resonates to them. So, I mean, Roland, we got we, we, got, we got some work to do here, man. And I, I'm not I am not going to allow, you know, uh, uh, the progressive left. I mean, the way that they are already beginning to, to 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 question how could black men support an open racist? Well, I've been telling you for six months how they could do it. I hold on, hold on. First of all, here's the whole deal. Let's just be real clear. Let's just be real clear to facts to lay it out. The two groups that voted at the highest percent against Trump. That's right. Black That's women. Right. Black men. That's right. Let, I mean, everybody who's watching, okay? Wait, let's be very clear. Go ahead. The only reason since election day, the only reason that Donald Trump has been rejected uh, uh, the White House is because of Atlanta and Philly and Milwaukee and Detroit. They are counting black votes right now. The, it, it, is, it is a resounding rejection of black voters who 90% have disapproved of Donald Trump since the day he was elected. I mean, this is, I've been calling it the black clapback. Black folks clapped back, and with a resounding, resounding rejection, they have, they, they have, they have denied him a second term. Black folks have to get credit for that. Black folks have to get credit for, get, for, for, for ensuring that he got the nomination, and now have to get credit for, for ensuring that he won that Oval Office. And when I say get credit, Roland, I'm talking about the first 100-day agenda. I want to see what they're going to do now to deliver on the on the on the uh, on on the investment that Black folks have made into this administration. Well, man, but see, and on that particular point there, and we're going to get to a little bit later, which is why I keep explaining to people why we got to go hard on the two runoff races in Georgia because right. it's very simple. And I'll unpack it later. Uh, but again, that's going to be critical in terms of for that agenda. What what from from a from, a, from a exit polling? Is there anything else that we need to know and understand? about African-Americans that, that the exit polling data revealed? I mean, it, it's what we just talked about. But black voters were overwhelmingly motivated in this election to remove Donald Trump. That was the overwhelming motivating factor. Um, but, 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 but another thing that we found that is, you know, 92 percent, I'm sorry, 89 percent of black voters were also enthusiastic and excited to make history by voting for Kamala Harris. You know, this is... This election, man, I mean, it, 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 I am concerned about what, what to expect over the next 24 to 72 hours. I am concerned about how Donald Trump can sow these seeds of doubt and, 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 um, and question the integrity of our election. Because, look, man, I, I've told you this before. I still hear about hanging dimple chads in Florida from the Bush-Gore election 
from 20 years ago from voters that weren't even alive during hanging dimple chads. What he can do, the doubt that he can sow over the next couple of days of saying that all of this was fraud and your votes aren't getting counted and there's ballots in the damn river, that, that I mean, this damage is irreparable. It takes years to undo, sometimes generations to undo this. So we got a lot of black folks engaged and surged to send a message, not just to Donald Trump, but to Trumpism, to racism, not on our watch. That surge was led primarily by black seniors um, who turned out in overwhelming numbers. You know, black seniors got a, a bit more of an intimate relationship with racism than some of these young black folks that, 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 that chose to vote for Donald Trump. They hear those those bell, those those uh those dog whistles and are reminded of things that they've seen and things that they've heard from their past and so black seniors really really clapped back here but overwhelmingly it was the black community that rejected donald trump a second term um and that and that was excited to make history here. and i think both of those things are going to have to produce some 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 returns for the black community well first of all I i'm just sitting there cracking up laughing looking at all the racist trolls uh who are my youtube channel uh, and they're whining and complaining. And, and, I, and I always know when they start bringing up the 1994 crime bill. Because here's what's interesting. They act as if in subsequent years there were also not legislative fixes when it came to that. The, one of the first bills Obama signed was a, was, a, was a criminal justice reform bill. One of the first bills he actually signed. But you... I mean, like you said, Roland, this is a part of not correcting the record. You know, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris had to, had to take, take on the responsibility of getting out here and telling people what they have done to correct uh, uh, the criminal justice system. And they both have. They both have records that they could talk about. Instead, they kind of, you know, uh, I guess, hope folks like you carry that water for them. And, 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 that, and again, it's, it's idiotic because they're the ones who are getting attacked because of the record. Uh, one of the things that I, it was very interesting to me uh, before, I, before I came in, I was watching uh, Nicole Wallace. The TV was on. I had take a film, talk, taken a nap, and it was on. And they were talking about, well, you know, I, I, think, I think we may have missed some things here uh, that a lot of people didn't really... People want to get back to normal with coronavirus. And, and, and they, they were going through this whole deal. And I was like, what the hell are y'all talking about? No, here's what happened. Donald Trump sowed seeds of discontent he, threw, he, he took the whole fake news thing. Kellyanne Conway took the whole alternative facts thing. That's right. And what they did was they said, don't believe anything. And all of these people, I mean, I think people got to understand, Rep Republican voters, Donald Trump voters, are in a cult. He That's told right. them, don't mail in votes. They didn't. That's right. They showed up on election day. And so it's no shock to me that they would have a different view and believed his lies about the coronavirus, that we're rounding the corner. And so they're saying, but, but, I, I, but, but this, this should have been a blowout because of coronavirus. He convinced half of the people it wasn't no big deal. They act like these people who were going to rallies with no mask on and who were saying, well, if I die, I die, just somehow were just the crazies. No, it was a lot of Republicans who were doing it. So if you sow seeds of discontent, for almost four years, guess what? They're not gonna believe an alternative view, which means you were never gonna have some big Biden blowout. That's right. That's exactly right, man. I mean, look, 
I think that the, 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 the difference and the proposition between Joe Biden and Donald Trump could not have been more clear. Um, and half of America wanted to continue uh, the, the, the reckless neglect that we've experienced in the, the last four years. I mean, half of the country wants to reject that systemic racism even exists. Half of the country wants to continue rampant corruption in the White House. I mean, the, this man was impeached, Roland. <laughs> this man was impeached, and half of the country is still embracing him. The, the fact that racism can become a partisan issue in 2020... That, I mean, as partisan as it exists or it doesn't, and half of the country is willing to endorse and support and embrace that race, that racism does not even exist in America. I mean, we have to we we have to confront not just defeating Donald Trump, but we're going to have to confront Trumpism and what he has amplified. And Trump is no, no. And actually, we got to stop saying Trumpism. That's Republican Party. No, That's it's right. not an individual. They have fully embraced his right. overt bigotry, his overt nastiness with Muslims, with so many others. No, this ain't Trump. And Biden got to stop that crap. This is the party. They ain't changing. What they've witnessed is, yo, we, we can do it. this and it's yep. not going to hurt us. We could just say it out loud. Yep. Because they've been doing it, brother. I mean, you know, this is... I am. I, I, I see a Biden victory on the horizon, and and I still feel very despondent. I'm still very, very concerned about the future of this country. One because you know, right, you know, right, we still have to deal with the half of the country that is going to deny the reality of this election. And two is because we still have to deal with Donald Trump. You know, he's not disappearing on January 20th, and so he still has these Twitter fingers that can amp that can you know create. Havoc and 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 dissent and, and dissension and division. I mean, this is. I, I'm very concerned about this country. But I, I tell you this, Roland. I'm very likely moving to Georgia if it means denying Mitch McConnell that goddamn gavel in the Senate. Oh well, first of all, I've already been. You know, we we are already making plans to spend lots of time in Georgia uh, in November and December for the January 5th race. So that's going to happen. Uh, Terrence Woodbury, we really appreciate it, man. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much, Roland. I'm happy to come back anytime. All right, then. All right, folks. Uh, let's now bring in my panel, Erica Savage-Wilson, host, Savage Politics Podcast, Dr. Greg Carr, chair, Department of Afro-American Studies, Howard University, Reese Colbert, Black Women Views. Folks, um, first, uh, let's, let's talk about, um, uh, we can talk about what Terrence just laid out, but also uh, as we begin to look at uh, what is happening here. Um, first off, Georgia. Um, Donald Trump's lead is down to uh, 9,425 votes. Um, in, I was just looking here, uh, in, I'm looking here, uh, Pennsylvania, I saw, uh, I believe it is now down to... 70,000. 74, yes, yeah, 70,000 to 74,000. Uh, Biden is uh, still, he's increased his lead in Nevada. Uh, all the Republicans have been throwing out everything uh, about Arizona. His lead um, is, um, is, is, is holding there. He's a perfect example. Jonathan Allen just tweeted, Lehigh County flipped into Biden's column yesterday. Trump was leading there by about 12 percentage points. 
uh, as Steve Kornacki uh, is explaining nearly all the late mail ballots being counted, even in red counties, are for Biden. Philly and the Burbs could net Biden more than the current Trump lead. Uh, they are going crazy. They are trying their best uh, to file uh, as many um, as many lawsuits uh, as possible. Uh, it is, I mean, they are just uh, uh, really uh, going crazy there. Um, and so uh, what's, what's interesting to me, Greg, watch, watching this, again, um, it, it's amazing to watch these white progressives, these Bernie people, bitching and moan, crying today, oh, my God, we lost five House seats and we didn't win the Senate. And first of all, you had a net pickup in the Senate. And all this sort of stuff, and I said, I said to them white folks, I said, listen up, all y'all. I got time for your asses today. I said, because black people are saving your asses right now. Black people in Milwaukee, black people in Detroit, black people in Philly, black people in Atlanta. And then they came at me with this, with this BS, Greg, talking about, you know, uh, you know, voters from a red state picked our president. I said, I ain't going to let your punk asses talk about black people from South Carolina. I said, because right now, and in fact, North Carolina is still in the game as well, uh, and that's due to a huge, large black. And so, so what we as black people are, are fighting, the racists on the Republican side and the punk-ass white Democrats who want a perfect party, but then again, they want us to be the political sharecroppers and they want to whine and complain, but the only reason they will be a Democratic president and vice president is because black people saved their asses. It's true, brother. And I'm so glad you had Reverend Jackson on the other night. He should be featured everywhere. But of course, we can set aside white commercial news entertainment media. There's one story. There's one lead story in this election. It's the same lead story that has been the case since 1968, the last time white people voted for a Democrat. Uh, Mayor Haig wrote an article today, said that uh, white America wants America to be a failed state. And then he listed all the things that, if you go by the majority that votes a Republican in every presidential election since 1968, after 1968, he says they are for billionaires, inequality, guns, religion, intolerance, state violence. They are against desegregation, civil rights, women's rights, health care, retirement, child care, public services, infrastructure. It, the, the lead story of this election is that white people have once again shown that they pick their whiteness over their lives. Um, black people did not save democracy. Our Spanish-speaking kindred out there in Nevada and in Arizona did not save democracy. We did what we always do. We voted in our interests. And now we should take this moment, set Democrat and Republican aside forever, and think about this in terms of what is in our best interest and then game that out in 24-month increments. In 24 months, the Senate, a third of the Senate is going to come up. Uh, Burr said he's not going to run in North Carolina. Let's get that seat. Mm -hmm. Ohio, uh, Pennsylvania, Toomey, wipe him out. Wisconsin, Ron Johnson, worried by a squeaker. Wisconsin has shown if you get arrested, you can do it. Get him out. Little Marco, you've already said you're going to go out there and make sure he gets retired in Florida. Uh, Lisa Murkowski, under 50% in Alaska, and finally Todd Young in Indiana. Those are the leading ones to take out. Last thing I'll say initially as we had this conversation, because this is the only thing to be talking about at this point, is our strategy to help ourselves, is this. The first two years of Biden-Harris, even if Warnick and Ossoff get in, uh, it's going to really be driven probably by executive orders. Yep. Because we know we can't trust Manchin. 
we know we probably can't trust Kelly in Arizona. He he's only there for a couple of years today until he gets to go back for the full term. And then so we need to already be planning how to expand the electorate. Follow what Ilhan Omar did in Minnesota. Follow what some of these people have done. Go get those people who haven't voted. And then in 2024, get that Senate flip. And then in 20, and coming forward for 20, I'm sorry, 2022, rather. I keep saying 24. And then in 2024, expand the electorate again. Because this was the most people who voted in an American election in over 100 years. And it was black and brown people that put ourselves in a position to continue to advance our interests. Because white people have shown us what their interest is. Uh, it is quite, it is it's, it's just very interesting, Reese. Uh, just, just looking at these, these, these whiners. God, I mean, you know, Bernie would have just beaten everybody. He lost. He lost twice. Couldn't get black votes. He lost. Okay? I would have loved for Reverend Jackson to have won in 84 and 88. But I'm not sitting here going, oh, my God, but Reverend would have beat Michael Dukakis. No. Look, he didn't win. And these people are, and, and, and what gets me is, I mean, we're literally sitting here. Biden hits 270. He would have flipped five damn Trump states. How, mm -hmm. how do you overlook? He is on the verge of winning Georgia. But these white progressives, oh my God, oh my God, I'm sorry, you can't put that one on black people. Ain't, we ain't in Maine. You know what? Let's just go on down the line. <laughs> we ain't in Maine. We not in yeah. Iowa. Mm -mm. We saved Peter's ass in Michigan. Mm -hmm. It ain't our fault dumbass Cal Cunningham was sexting with a woman in California. Right. Okay. Arizona, Latinos, big backing for Mark Kelly. Whites and blacks and others there in Colorado, both those flipped. Harrison in a deep red state. Espy gave it the best shot. Perkins in Louisiana, hardcore right state. Right state, Louisiana. Right mm -hmm. state, Mississippi. Right state, uh, South Carolina. You do... You, uh, you take Texas, all right? Mm -hmm. Royce West lost by 30,000 votes to Hagar, a former Republican, who the DSCC got behind, supported her. She got ass whooped by 10 points. <laughs> so it's like to the white progressives, this on y'all. Absolutely. I mean, listen, you know, I've been battling with these people because I was a Kamala Harris supporter from day one. And so I know firsthand that they have been at least, let me just say, propaganda and messaging wise, the most destructive aspect of this entire election cycle. They did a number on, on Joe Biden and Kamala Harris long before the Republicans even got it started on them. I mean, if you look at um, outlets like Jacobin and The Intercept and all of these, um, Bernie Align, let me just say, put it that way to put it nicely, um, outlets ran hit piece after hit piece to try to prop up Bernie. And, you know, unfortunately for in Senator Kamala Harris's case, she never really did an adequate job of tapping the smears and the disinformation as you nope. laid out nope. in the prior segment. Joe Biden completely conceded the crime bill argument. And so that really, um, ha you know, they had a couple of years head start working down 
the the image and and propagating this propaganda against the the, the people on the ticket, uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Despite that, we still look to be we're on the brink of victory. You know, it's it's bittersweet because I mean, obviously. Uh, this country is super racist, and they've double, triple, quadruple down on racism. That's not a surprise, particularly to, to Dr. Carr, who I have to say, Dr. Carr, you, you and Roland and Erica, y'all had it right. I shouldn't have had no faith in none of these polls and none of these white people, but I did. I was like, I'm a data girl, and, you know, I think that the data is saying X, Y, and Z, and white folks is lying the whole damn time. So that was my bad. Fool me once. Shame on me, fool me twice, shame on me. So whatever, okay, that's fine. I won't be making that mistake again. But anyway, the moral of the story is we have a white supremacy problem in the white progressive wing of the party. They want black people to be the mules of the white progressive movement. White progressives have columbused black progressive policies like Medicare for All, which is what John Congress was the first introduced for that. And he had been introducing it for decades before Bernie Sanders ever became sponsored. Bernie Sanders first sponsored it in 2016. That was the first time Bernie Sanders had ever sponsored Medicare for All. John Congress had been doing it all the way up until then. And they have co-opted what progressive is, and then they turn around and shit on the black electeds and call them neoliberal corporate shields and establishment and every other kind of insult outside of the sun. And so white progressive power is still about white power, okay? It's not, it's about... I'm white and I want free, I don't want to pay student loans, I want health care and I want this, that and the other, and racism doesn't matter, it's all about economics. That's what their agenda is. I almost shouldn't say all, but that's been my experience. And so they have no credibility to lecture or wag their finger at anybody because a lot of the damage was done by them. And I agree with the prior segment you did with Terrence, we're now going to have to spend the next two years trying to undo some of that damage between what the Republicans and the white progressive movement, air quotes, has done to the Democratic Party. And I know that they're trying to use this as some sort of referendum against the people who just got the most votes in U.S. history. That's backwards, but that's what they're trying to do. But we're not going to let them. And black people, we are, as Dr. Carr said, we're going to make sure that we get a return on our investment this time, because we're the ones who are going to tip the scales in a way that if we have relied on black, white people, the white suburban, the wine moms, as they're trying to say it in Pennsylvania, we would have been screwed. Erica? <laughs> Listen, amen to everything my sister Reese just uh, said and laid out, and amen to everything that Dr. Carr has said. I think the only thing that I'll really add to this conversation is that when you're talking about how black folks, black women and men have been doing the work of building coalitions, of holding um, some semblance of democracy together in this country, you know, we talked about this on Tuesday when I lifted for Stacey Abrams saying, you know, the former Secretary of State, because I'm not saying he's governor because he stole the election in Georgia, the former Secretary of State, Brian Kemp, um, during the time that he was Secretary of State, really worked against what Stacey Abrams stepped forward to do, which was to get Georgians registered. And through her work through Fair Fight Action, through her work through the New Georgia Project, and really making sure that Georgia abided by um, the Motor uh, Voter Act, which would allow people who are seeking assistance, who are going up to the DMV, to automatically register to vote, that during that same time, 2014, 2016, that he was working against uh, Stacey Abrams and actually purging the roles. And so when you think about black folks actually building ahead of time to ensure that when we come to a place where we actually absolutely need max turnout, that lays to bear 
at the hands and the feet of black people. So all of these gains that we're seeing, the race is being so tight, you can trace those back to grassroots organizations, mostly led by black folks, who are also seeing that, listen, these are uh, dangerous people um, and dangerous policies that are going to harm us. The way that we'll be able to activate and have some seat at the table, be able to move forward, is to get voters registered. So really, kind of what we're seeing through this process is not a surprise to me. Um, white and then that whole kind of progressive tag, I'm not with it. I'm not buying it because as the data has bared out, as Reese has shared with us and Terrence shared with us, and as Dr. Carr laid out, the proof is in the pudding. Dr. Avis often refer references a, uh, a report that talked about how there was a choice between whiteness and actually um, equity that white people overwhelmingly chose whiteness, and they're going to continue to do that. All right, folks. Do we have Stephen Horst from the line, Congressman from, from Nevada? Yeah, uh, so let's go to Congressman Stephen Horst. All right, folks, one of the places that we're looking at is Nevada. Joe Biden has increased his lead there. Uh, and so let's get a sense of what's happening in that western state. Stephen Horsford, uh, Congressman uh, from Nevada. So, Congressman, uh, it, so I saw the news conference earlier. Uh, they've been very cautious there because they're having to match uh, b uh, ballots that were dropped off, make sure people didn't vote in other counties. And so they're checking. They say they may be finished by uh, Saturday or Sunday, some 50,000 or so ballots. Uh, is that correct? And are most of those from Clark County? Well, great to be back on, uh, Roland. And, and Nevada absolutely is playing a pivotal role at a historic time to make sure that we elect Joe Biden and Kamala Harris to the White House. Uh, according to the Secretary of State and our chief uh, election official here in Clark County, there's approximately 190,000 ballots that remain statewide. 90% uh, of those ballots are from Clark County. That's here in Las Vegas, where just over 70% of the population is. Um, and so just over 123,000 of those ballots were actually returned by mail, but they weren't received until or after Election Day or they were dropped off in person at a drop-off location on election day. Uh, there are another uh, 66,000 ballots that were cast uh, by people at a polling location, either during early voting or on election. And so uh, they will be allowed to have those votes counted uh, as well. So it's just over 190,000 ballots statewide, 90% of those here in Clark County, where Joe Biden uh, and Kamala Harris have been getting about two to one margin on those ballots. So, by, so with him leading, what we're talking about here is uh, with, with with him leading there. What we, what, I mean, literally, what we're talking about uh, is, is the fact that they uh, are in a position. If they're getting two to one, that lead is going to maintain. And again, earlier it was eight thousand, then it increased. Uh, it, it increased to uh, twelve thousand. And, and also, I need people to understand. Go ahead and go. Go ahead and go to my iPad, please. So here's the deal. These are these are the counties uh, that are there in uh, in Nevada. But Congressman, what people don't realize is this, this is Clark County here, where Las Vegas is. Yep. Clark County represents seventy five percent of the population in the whole state. So really, when they see this map of counties in, in Nevada, what you really see is a lot of land. Well, but, but to be clear, you're correct. But half of that 
state, uh, thank you for showing that map, uh, is my district. My congressional district covers 52,000 square miles. Wow. So I have six of those rural counties uh, and, and then, of course, a part of Clark County. Uh, but as you just showed on that map, overwhelmingly the population is here in Las Vegas, uh, in Clark County, and then up in Washoe, uh, which is the Reno Sparks Tahoe area. So, uh, so, your, your, so your counties are what? Nye County, Esmeralda, Mineral, Lincoln, White Pine, uh, and I have half of Lincoln, uh, Lyon County. Got so it. Got it. Nye, Nye County, which is right there in the middle, that was one of the rural counties that reported. Um, and, and overwhelmingly, that's Trump and Republican territory. They typically get about 70 to 80 percent of the vote out in those rural counties. But here in Clark County, uh, where we have run up the score, if you will, with our firewall, uh, Joe Biden is leading by actually double digits. Um, and, and we need him to continue to do that uh, while we count these remaining votes. And thank you for also explaining the process. So our uh, legislature actually went into a special session uh, back, I believe, in September during the COVID situation uh, in order to pass a special bill for this election. Uh, they did it because we are in the middle of a public health pandemic. And what they did is they made sure that every eligible voter received a mail ballot. They allowed for same-day voter registration as well as to be able to drop off your mail ballot at one of these drop-off locations so that people would not have to stand in line. We didn't want to see like we were seeing in Wisconsin and other places where people were literally lined up for hours in order to have their vote counted in the middle of a public health crisis. So the reason that this is taking longer is that ballots were allowed to be literally dropped off the day of the election or mailed in if they're postmarked up to 10 days uh, uh, from the date of the election. And that is what is happening. I want to commend our election officials because they are doing a great job. They're being um, obviously very uh, safe and secure. They want to be accurate in every count uh, because we know that Nevada, uh, all eyes are on Nevada and that we're likely going to be in a position to help put uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris over the 270 required electoral votes that they need uh, to win this presidency and vice presidency. All right. Congressman Stephen Horsford, I certainly appreciate it. Uh, thank you so uh, very much there. Thank you, Roland. Great to see you. All right, folks. The, the thing that I want to now go to with our panel um, is uh, when we start, to, uh, let's go to Georgia, what's happening in Georgia. Uh, in, in a moment, we're going to talk about Pennsylvania with State Senator Vincent Hughes. But uh, Georgia, to me, is quite interesting as well because that is because the work had been done. And the work was not done by the party. It was done by grassroots activism. And, and I really believe, Erica, that Georgia serves as the model. And if you look at, you look at two previous states, Virginia flipped. Virginia used to be red, then became purple, then it became, then it's blue. It is a solid blue. Then when you look at North Carolina, that was a 10-year slog. Georgia, six-year slog. The point I'm making there, and, you know, I got respect for Beto O'Rourke in Texas, but I think the problem there is that folks think, oh, if we just run the candidate, he's going to get everybody excited, then we take it over. No, 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 no. 
you got to put in that you got to put in the work. You got to till that soil. You 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 got you 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 got to, I mean, using again like you're trying to grow crops. I mean, you you got to work the land. And I think that if if Democrats are gonna have any shot in the future to really build, to really turn North Carolina into a strongly competitive state. And understand, on a, on a state level, it's the case. Right now, Democrats control state Supreme Court 6-1. Uh, Roy Cooper got reelected as a governor there. The sister lost, lieutenant governor, uh, this crazy brother who's Republican is lieutenant governor. And you look at some of the other positions, so you had a lot of split positions. But Republicans still control the state legislature. Why? Because of redistricting. And so we didn't see a pickup of Democrats in the Texas House. They're going to control redistricting. And so same thing in Florida as well. But they no longer have their supermajorities in Florida as well as North Carolina. I think if you're Florida, I think what you got to do is fire the sorry white consultants, Erica. And I think <laughs> what you then got to do is if you go, go to these progressive, these rich folks who are progressive and say, we're going to need y'all to raise about $400 million to pay all these fines off of the upwards of 1.4 million people uh, who are formerly incarcerated who can get the right to vote back. You work just that group and you work harder with Puerto Ricans, you can turn Florida. Florida can be flipped, but you got to put the work in. Right. That's the non-sexy part, the work. And I'm so glad that you brought forward Roland talking about the consultants because with the get out the vote, and I've been saying this over and over, the get out the vote, the two to three week get out the vote efforts that's been happening in black communities, we just really saw demonstratively this year that that is the end of that. Um, what we saw in Georgia, what we saw with um, Reverend Dr. Um, um, William Barber is that they were doing this work early enough, building infrastructure, being consistent, so that Democrats were able to really move in into a coalition that's already been built, right? They already have a ground game. But now the next thing that has to happen is that the dots have got to be connected and that folks that actually, as you said, that are a part of these grassroots organizations need to be pulled in because who better to be a consultant than someone who has lived experience in that area? Um, as it relates to Florida, when we're talking about how the population of um, Latinos are broken up, it's not just this one big Hispanic group, right? It's other groups that are within that. To have people who actually speak the language, who have different concerns than people who are of a Cuban background, than people of a Puerto Rican background, right? To actually have people that are being paid, uh, emphasis on being paid and being paid handsomely the same way that White consultants have been paid handsomely over years, six and seven figures, to uh, really not produce any real deliverables and not really grow the vote at all, um, is that you've got to have those people that actually speak the language who are able to communicate effectively to specific groups and then not have that be done on a two to three week period, but that be something that is happening year round. So the town halls, um, the virtual calls, um, the check-ins, those things are happening um, throughout the year so that, as Dr. Carr laid out, when you talked about that class one, two, and three of Senate members, that when it's time to start getting people engaged in those votes, people are very much so aware, and they are lining up to vote their power. <clears throat> Additionally, when you're talking about polling places that have um, um, closed down and people understand that it is within their power to have better polling stations to make sure that the elections, um, uh, county elections director or whomever that person is that administers those elections that you do elect someone who is 
like um, the gentleman in uh, uh, Harris County in your hometown, Roland, that actually increased the budget eight times from um, almost eight times from four million to uh, 32 million and that you do see 24 hour polling um, locations. But that only happens when you have people that reflect the voting block, the overwhelming voting block of the Democratic Party, which are black women and black men in positions, paid positions to do this work throughout the year so that we continue to have elections that vote well for everyone. Um, I think it's uh, I think it's quite uh, hilarious as again, as I watch these people sit here uh, and then um, chide black voters in South Carolina uh, who voted for Joe Biden in the primary, but then all of a sudden uh, are hoping Georgia responds. And when we say Georgia, we're talking about Fulton County. Okay, not just Atlanta, okay? We're talking about Fulton County. We're talking Gwinnett County. We're talking about, I mean, again, uh, places where African-Americans are and black people deliberate recently. And, and, and the thing here is, it's study the playbook. And the playbook, the, the playbook that Stacey Abrams did, let me also remind people, Reverend Raphael Wardock was the spokesman for that effort. He was on the board of directors. So, so it wasn't just Stacey. Um, people have to, people, and again, let's just be real clear, Reese. These white progressives ain't read no damn books. They don't know a damn thing about Fannie Lou Hamer. They don't know anything about the Mississippi Freedom Democratic Party. They know nothing about what they did in Atlantic City. They don't understand what SNCC did. They don't understand what CORE did. You say James, you say James Foreman, they don't know who the hell you talking about. Uh, if, you, if, you, if you mention any of those folks, not understanding how those movements were created that led to democracy in Alabama, Lowndes, in Mississippi. Uh, they don't know anything about that. And the reality is, it works. Ella Baker said, take your college clothes off and put the overalls on, go down in the in them weeds and talk to them sharecroppers, and don't think because they only got a second or third grade education, they not smart. She said, mm -hmm. they ain't book smart, but they smart and listen to them. That's the only way we change this country. You gotta do it on the ground. I mean, that's, that's just, it's, got, it's just organic. You're not gonna do it. Listen to the white consultants running $100 million in TV ads. No, and I also want to shout out the Black Labor Movement. I know you've had um, Lee Saunders on your show several times throughout the course of the primaries and the election. I mean, these are boots on the ground, people that are working, not just, as Erica put it, the last two weeks, a get-out-the-vote effort. You have to invest in the Black community. I mean, I've been saying it even on the show since back before um, the primaries were decided, you have to court the black vote. And a lot mm -hmm. of people have been saying, well, why should you have to court the black vote when the alternative is a white supremacist? Because we're the damn base of the party. And so you have to bring something to the table. And it's not just a just-in-time strategy. You have to continually outreach, you have to continually cultivate, and you have to continually message appropriately to the black community. And as you put it in, in the prior segment, we are not a monolithic community, so you have to find out what message works in different communities. There are rural communities that have different concerns from, you know, more uh, city or suburban communities. There's different things that come into play, but you cannot beat the work. And so, yes, absolutely, shout out to Stacey Abrams and the Fair Fight Action a Coalition because they have done incredible work. They She never stopped from the moment that she uh, righteously did not concede, um, cultivating the voters in Georgia. And so when you invest in the base, 
you get a return on your investment when other people fall short. So that's what we have to continue to do. And as you guys put it so so brilliantly, it cannot just be the white people that get paid. It cannot just be the yeah. white media that gets paid. It cannot just be the white advertising agencies that get paid. You got to come up off some money for some black folks too. And then maybe you'll have a message that resonates so that we're not squeaking by and we will we can, we can reliably guarantee that we're not trying to just engage these disillusioned voters, but black people will know without a shadow of a doubt by the time election day gets here, what the Democrats have been doing all along. And they're not as susceptible to this disinformation and misinformation and propaganda that completely erases the record of what's actually been happening. Greg, um, again, uh, you know, we're, we're patiently waiting for uh, the votes to be counted. Um, I'm one of these people, I'm not freaking out because, first of all, they need to take their time. Uh, we also have never seen this volume of voting when it comes to mail in Nevada. Uh, it was new. Look, in Oregon, they've been voting by mail for 20 years. Okay, they got this thing down pat, all right? And so uh, I think, so, that, so, that, so that's one. Uh, but two, as we begin to really analyze the numbers, when I was talking to Terrence Whitberry about this here, it's, it's understanding who we are as a country. When you see that 63% of white millennials in Gen Z voted for Trump in Georgia, I, I, in fact, I was just looking, I was just looking at uh, this tweet here, which I thought was kind of funny, and I responded, and I said, oh, ain't no way in hell we gonna do that. So this person uh, tweeted, there are hundreds of thousands of non-college educated white Georgians who are not registered to vote. If you know one of them, register them, you have a month. I went, why in the hell we do that? Who? <laughs> Democrats? I, I was like, why would yeah. we do that? Keep them barefoot and unregistered. <laughs> <laughs> Dead ass. <laughs> Did you hear this is warfare. <laughs> this is warfare, brother. Keep them barefoot and unregistered. <laughs> And since they're going to overturn Roe versus Wade, make sure that if we're going to have some babies, go on and have them, because demographics is destiny. There are 7.6 million registered voters in Georgia. Shout out to Stacey Abrams. We don't know what that sister's going to do, but again, that number keeps looming in my head, 24, 24 months. In 24 months, she can take out the illegitimate uh, Secretary of State, as our sister Erica reminds us, Kemp. She can take him out. And Jamie Harrison can go after the governor of South Carolina in 24 months months. Expanding the electorate is how this happens. Again, you know, because, you know, I've got a lot of friends, and uh, I call them uh, practitioners of uh, black nationalist cosplay, revolutionary cosplay, and some of them with the progressive. In other words, this is, you put this costume on and then you go have a job, you pay taxes, you, you, you ask people to sign petitions to get people out of jail that are going to be heard by judges, and you say both parties are the same. Okay, you're out here playing in the street with no understanding of how independent black politics works. That's why you got to read Juan Walters. That's why you got to read Jesse Jackson. And you're absolutely right about many of these white progressives. They have the same problem that, as Reese's just laid out, they have the same problem that these white nationalists have on the, on the extreme right. They believe in America. There is no such thing. I don't use the word mm. we when we talk about America, except we just happen to live in the same place and have the same documents as citizens. This is also cosplay. Democracy is cosplay. You're going into the ballot box. So instead of thinking Democrat and Republican, 
think about your interests and how you organize to use those parties as a tool. In this moment in American history, the Democratic Party is the tool. So as you've walked us through in the last few days, Roland, they dropped millions of dollars in South Carolina. And as you explained to you a horse, TV ads won't do it. But as you say, they don't know Ella Baker. They don't know Fannie Lou Hamer. They don't understand that in a state like Georgia, where you've got 7.6 million registered voters already and about 5 million of them voted, which means two and a half plus didn't vote, you can expand the electorate. You can then assume, leverage that local and state power in the next federal election. And we got to stop thinking in terms of four-year cycles and thinking 24 months. Two cycles. years. That's so right. Exactly. The Republicans are going to be defending a lot, of, a lot of seats in favorable states in 2022. Right. And, and, and Roland, we don't we don't have any as look as William as William Clay said in his book on the Congressional Black Caucus, no permanent friends, only permanent interests. William Clay's son Lacey got bodied by Corey out there Bush in Missouri. In other words, she's saying the same thing. I see you, bro, but you got to get out to paint. Now the Justice <laughs> Democrats will claim her. Well, you talk to Cori Bush, she'd be like, I'm glad for the support, but I'm a black woman out the streets of Ferguson. I was in the street. Let's understand we use the progressives too when we can because we don't have no permanent friends. And so when you see in 2024, when the presidential election comes, we see how much momentum we've got. Then in 2026, we keep going because as the clock is ticking, the demographics are shifting. The final thing I'll say is this, that dying white group, that group in Alabama, you know, Alabama had a, a thing on their on their ballot to get rid of the racist language in the Constitution. A million seven people voted in Alabama in the election to delete racist language. Said, said get rid of it. Meaning, thirty three percent said keep it. There are three point seven million registered voters in Alabama. Meaning, just over half of the people in Alabama, Alabama didn't vote. Over the next twenty four months, the Democrats, we want to help you. Hey. We ain't in here. We're in cosplay with you. Give us the money. We're going to Alabama. We see the blueprint with SNCC, as you mentioned, in Lowndes County back in the 60s. We're going to go door to door, galvanize our people. We'll come out and vote under the D for the cosplay, but our interests are on the ballot. And when you see in 2022 what we're going to do in Alabama, by 2024, we're going to make it blue. But we're not going to make it blue by coming to the conventions, hobnobbing with you, talking, and the Democrat, 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 putting on TV ads, and our people don't come to the polls. They're going to vote for individuals they know who they run for office, and we're going to leverage Birmingham, Montgomery, Selma, and y'all ain't going to know nothing about what we're doing, and we're going to kiki like y'all kiki at the Democratic conversation because this is all cosplay, and we go back in our room, we're going to plot like they used to plot in the 50s and 60s. We're going to plot like uh, they did in Tuskegee when my man uh, Dr. Gamillion down there went to court and sued over the gerrymander. We're going to plot, and y'all ain't going to know what we're doing because we're going to treat y'all like y'all treat us. It's clear white people... We, you are not our allies, and we don't care anyway because we ain't got no permanent friends, only permanent interests. See, folks, there's a reason why you must watch and support Roland Martin Unfiltered. Let me just say this right now before we go to the break. Coming up next, we're going to talk about Pennsylvania with State Senator Vincent Hughes. The reason why you must watch this show, support this show, I see it's more than 9,000 of you watching us right now. Go, on, go, go, go back to the panel, please. It's more, it's more than 9,000 of you watching right now uh, on uh, Facebook, more than 1,000 there on, on, on uh, excuse me, 9,000 on YouTube, more than 1,000 or so on Facebook. I'll pull up. The, the reason we, we lay this out, this conversation ain't happening nowhere else. 
if I need to do the roll call, TV One didn't have no election night coverage. BET simulcast CBS coverage. Okay? Mm. All right. I didn't know that. OWN didn't have no coverage. (laughs) Now, uh, 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 Bounce TV, they live stream uh, Ed Gordon's coverage uh, with the NAACP. BT.com, they live stream Angela Rye and uh, Andrew Gillum and the Shade Room uh, uh, stream that. Um, uh, Essence, they had a watch party that was two or three hours. I think that was with Higher Heights. The the Griot did did something as well. Uh, All all of them uh, did that, but nobody is having this conversation that we're having. And what you have to understand is, and actually, before I go to that, I mean, I just want to just give y'all the numbers, okay? BT got 10.16 million followers between their Facebook page and their YouTube channel. Their election night coverage, combined with Shade Room, uh, did 211,000 views. The NAACP stream did 23,000 views. Essence stream did 9,600 views. The Griot stream did a uh, little more than a thousand views. Rollmart Unfiltered did three hundred and thirty thousand views. We are already planning. I just want y'all to understand. We are already planning to be in Georgia extensively in November and December. The deadline to register in Georgia for the runoff is December is December seventh. We're going to be hitting messages every day on this show and our social media to get our people registered in Georgia. Our target goal should register 50,000 folks between now and December 7th. Then we're going to start pushing our people to vote early uh, in the Georgia two runoffs for Warnock Mm -hmm. and Ossoff. Then we got the January 5th actual election. We're going to be there. The reason why that matters, because what Greg just said, what Reese just said, what Erica just said, is you can't do organizing unless you have a medium that's disseminating the information. Exactly. They got Fox News. They got One America News Network. They got Newsmax. (laughs) They got Breitbart. They got The Daily Caller. They've got The Daily Signal. They've got the Daily Wire. They've got all of the, they've got the Drudge Report. They got all of these mediums out here. Mm-hmm. And there are Republican billionaires. Mm-hmm. Two billionaires out of Texas gave Prager U seven million to start. Mm. Seven million could fund this show for seven years. Mm. So what I need y'all to understand is you can't fight with the resistance if you don't have a communication medium that's in giving people right information. We are here to stop the disinformation, to end the lying, to feed mm-hmm. our people uh, what's mm-hmm. real. What did Elijah Muhammad tell Malcolm X when he gave him a glass of water? He said, when he poured ink in it, he said, you can either drink polluted water, he said, but we give you clear water. Mm-hmm. That's what we do here, Roller Martin Unfiltered. So all y'all who are watching right here on uh, YouTube, 
We got 13,200 donors. If every person who's watching us on YouTube right now gave 50 bucks, we hit our 20,000 out. 20, we exceed our $20,000 goal that we get before the end of the year. Yes, sir. I, I'm, I'm laying this out to y'all because we got, we've got to have... We ain't doing Real Housewives here. <laughs> we ain't doing entertainment here. We are here to provide an information medium that is unapologetic and unfiltered. Mm -hmm. You are hearing directly from black posters, black analysts, black members. You got Stephen Horsford, CBC member, coming up. Uh, Vincent Hughes, state, state senator from Pennsylvania. Latasha Brown's coming up, co-founder of Black Voters Matter. Because lastly, black folks, we got to stop saying we need this and then we ain't trying to fund it. Mm-hmm. Now, look, Oprah ain't sent me a million dollars. Nope. Bob Johnson ain't sent a million. Sheila Johnson hasn't sent a million. Robert Smith hasn't sent a million. Dick Parsons ain't sent a million. Ice Cube ain't sent me a million. $50? No, not ain't $50. <laughs> I, $0.50 cent ain't sent no money. T.I. ain't sent no money. Killer Mike ain't sent no money. No. And y'all, I, I, all good. I, I know all these folks. But we here because of folks like Joyce Van Come Hook. Come on now. Come Joyce Van on. Hook, who sent in uh, this $60 check. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. We here because of uh, Danzel Taylor uh, from uh, out of Louisiana, who sent in this $50 money order. Y'all, somebody sent me a dollar today, $5 today. Mm. Come on. That's how Come we here. That's how I'm just I'm just gonna go ahead and put this out there. I had I have not talked about this publicly. I just want y'all to understand. Right now, we are looking into. First of all, we just bought. I, I, I gotta put this out there. I know tell Senator Vincent Hughes I'm gonna come to him. But I gotta say this because I need y'all to understand what we're doing. If y'all go to my Instagram channel, y'all saw the video uh, uh, that we put together uh, of the of a second control room that we built for election night. Mm -hmm. We built we built a second control room for election night. Um, we are sitting here. The investment that we are making uh, is about us being able to have a platform that again speaks to our uh, interest. We're actually building something, folks, that is independent. That's ours. In fact, I'm gonna show y'all this. I'm airdropping to my iPad right now. I'm going to show y'all this because I need y'all to realize what is actually happening sitting in front of you because once you, once you realize this, uh, Anthony, go ahead and take this here. Watch this, y'all. Election night tomorrow. Uh, this, of course, is the Roller Martin uh, unfiltered set. We got that. But we got, uh, Drop course, third. we're getting all ready. Uh, we got us a new uh, streaming unit here. You'll see we're going to be able to have four streams coming in. We're going to have a reporter and a camera person who was on, um, who was on uh, Black Lives Matter Plaza. Yo, we got a second control room. That's Jay over there. That's Chelsea. So we set all that sort of stuff up. That's our, so again, we built a second control room. This is our main control room right here. And we're getting all set up right here. 
that's yeah. Henry, that's Anthony. Hey. Uh, so, of course, uh, Skype machine here. We got a new, big new audio board uh, that we got. Uh, all kind of different stuff that we added in. So, uh, you looking good audio-wise? Yes, sir. Pretty good. Oh, I got uh, those new IB, IVs out there. I brought, uh, I got two oh, new ones. Good. So, perfect. So, uh, we are going to be on the popping. We're going to probably have about anywhere from 75, about 75 guests tomorrow on the show. We're going to be live at 7 p.m. Eastern. Then we're going to be simulcast. My cover is going to be simulcast on iHeartRadio's Black Information Network. And so, man, we got all kind of stuff going. So you see, uh, again, we're going through all this is going to be changed out. We're going to have a complete new graphics in our monitor uh, right back here. And so all this sort of stuff. So you see as we're putting this whole thing together. Uh, right now what that looks like so just want to give y'all a sense of that all right deuces so when y'all heard me talk about that new streaming system that was forty seven thousand dollars that new streaming that's, system that's where is, the money went that new streaming system that's where is your money went. that new streaming system is forty seven thousand dollars that streaming system allows for us to have four streams coming in at one time through our live view unit that audio board is five thousand dollars Right now, we're actually uh, looking at and talking with a company uh, to actually get our own live streaming truck. Mm. That's going to be about $120,000. That means that we're going to be able to go live from anywhere. That means that we're going to be able uh, to be average. So everything we do in that control room will all be remote. That's $120,000. See, I need y'all to understand. I ain't sitting my ass in the basement. Thank you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I need y'all to I need y'all to understand <laughs> what is actually being built. Mm -hmm. So when I'm asking you to join our Bring the Funk fan club, cool. that forty-seven thousand dollar new live streaming portable unit and rack unit—that's what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. What this means is we're not asking anybody else for permission. We, I just want y'all to understand, I didn't ask iHeartRadio to do an election night show. I told them I'm going eight hours. They said, can we simulcast your coverage? And I said, yes. <laughs> I just need y'all to understand, I ain't asked them. Mm -hmm. So what I want y'all to understand, the 9,624 people who are on YouTube, the folks who are watching on Periscope. I know some of y'all, and I appreciate y'all watching, but if you're watching for free, that don't help us. Because free, mm -hmm. free does not free us. Freedom mm -hmm. ain't free. And so, what y'all also saw, we're just, I'm just going to, I'm just, I, I got a problem being transparent. <laughs> we're sharing this office space with the education group 50CAN. They're not going to re-sign the lease. We're going to go likely from 7000 a month to 22000 a month. Mm. That has to be paid for. I just want y'all to understand. I just signed a deal with the Associated Press for us to get more video and live, and us to get more live videos in. That's $101,000. Mm -hmm. So what I need y'all to realize is this is a real show. 
Mm -hmm. That's building something that's independent where we're not having to ask permission to talk to our people mm -hmm. and to cover our issues. Yeah. So if you say, man, why are you begging? Because here's the deal. I ain't got conservative billionaires giving me $7 million like PragerU when they raised $22 million their first year. Cool. I don't have... They, they raised $25 million their second year. But what we do have, we're smart, we're gritty, we work, mm -hmm. we put it in. Come on. T tomorrow, I'm going to post three new jobs, a supervising producer, a digital producer, oh. and another producer, and actually uh, a writer who can take the interviews that we do on this show and put them in written form and put them on our website. I told y'all I wasn't playing in 2021. Mm -hmm. Come on, bro. I told y'all <laughs> that. <laughs> what we are doing here at Roland Martin Unfiltered, TV One's not doing. Urban One's not doing. BET's not doing. OWN's not doing. The Griot's not doing. Media Takeout's not doing. Essence isn't doing. Ebony isn't doing. None of the other black media companies are doing what we are doing. Don't stop, brother. CNN's not doing. MSNBC. No. So I just want y'all to understand that. That's why we need your support. And so when you hear me say we got 13,200 people, I'm just going to do the math for y'all, and then I'm going to give the number where you can give, and then I'm going to go to break and come back with Senator Vincent Hughes. If 7,500 of our followers... Give $50. That's $4.19 a month. That's, uh, and, and, and if y'all, that's, that's 13 cents a day. That's $375,000. Right there. We hit our 20000 And that means if 20000 of our followers give 50 bucks each a year, yo, show's paid for. Mm -hmm. Show's paid for. We ain't begging for advertisers. We not man, because y'all, show's paid for. And we can focus on the content. So Cash App, dollar sign, uh, Cash App, dollar sign, RM Unfiltered. Drop the lower third, please. Cash App, dollar sign, RM Unfiltered. PayPal.me, forward slash R Martin Unfiltered. Venmo.com is forward slash RM Unfiltered. Uh, you can send a money order to New Vision Media, Inc., NU Vision Media, Inc., 1625 K Street, Northwest, Suite 400, Washington, D.C., 2000. And six. Coming up next, folks, we'll talk with State Senator Vincent Hughes of Pennsylvania about the count there. Also, we'll talk with Latasha Brown, co-founder of Black, Black Voters Matter, uh, who also supporters of this show. You're watching Roller Mark Unfiltered. Back in a moment. Hello, Michigan. It's TV. You know, I was born in Saginaw, raised in Detroit, Motown, and my heart belongs to Michigan. It was in Michigan that I wrote and sang songs for this country, songs for all the people of this country. If you believe in my music, then I know you believe in this great country. If you believe in Michigan, then you must know there's power in your hands. Imagine January 20th. We swear in a president and a vice president who care about working Americans where no matter what we look like or where we come from or who we love or how much money we got, everybody's got a chance. Michigan, that can happen. I have to honestly tell you that 
I believe this election is the most important of my lifetime. Michigan, this is our moment to show the power of the state and the character of its people. It's in your hands to go vote. You can't put our country, our health, our lives, and our future in the hands of fate. 2009, when Detroit was on its back, Rock and I bet on auto workers. We stepped in and rescued the automobile industry and saved at least one million jobs. A huge weight had been lifted off my shoulders. I probably would have been losing my home and, and a lot of other things that um, I've worked so many years to obtain. You've got to go vote. Vote like you know that Biden and Harris are the only choice for a chance to bring this country back together. Michigan, I'm counting on you in a big way. Put the future in your hands, not in the hands of fate. Please go vote. Pennsylvania hanging in the balance. Donald Trump's lead is shrinking big time. Pennsylvania says they might be finished counting tonight. Joining us is Pennsylvania State Senator Vincent Hughes. Senator Hughes, how you doing? Okay, Roland, good to see you, brother. Yes, sir. So what's, so what's happening uh, in your state when it comes to uh, the count? Uh, Republicans are trying their best to stop it. I think they see a wave of blue votes coming that's going to wash away Donald Trump's lead uh, and vault Joe Biden to the presidency? Well, it's, it's changing, Roland. And again, thanks for the opportunity. And I really do appreciate what it is that you've put together with Roland Martin Unfiltered. Um, congrats to you. And that also means a check is in the mail. All right? For Thank real. You, sir. Okay? Thank you, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, but look, um, we've known that that the Trump program has always been about chaos and confusion. I, I think you saw that probably at least a year, a year and a half, two years ago. We've seen that. And so everything that he's doing right now is contributing to that reality. Uh, the frivolous lawsuits that he's pushing in Pennsylvania and around the nation um, won't amount to uh, anything that can dramatically impact the vote. If things proceed as we think they will proceed, um, Biden will likely come out of Pennsylvania with maybe 150,000 vote lead, all right? And the lawsuits that are happening now um, are purely challenging democracy, uh, but in the end only impact a very, very small percentage of the votes um, that uh, uh, they are targeted after. Um, for, for example, um, the, the ballots that arrive after Election Day, postmark ballots, postmark November 3rd, but arrive after Election Day, so far there's only been a handful of those ballots that have been received uh, in Pennsylvania, and they have until 5 p.m. on Friday, tomorrow. Uh, but um, the, so, so they, he can challenge those. Uh, but the challenge, if, sh if he should be successful, will be, as the lawyers say, de minimis. Um, and he's just wreaking, again, havoc concern. His press conference that uh, he, he just had a few moments ago 
was just really challenging the whole process, making these outlandish allegations uh, that, that just don't add up. Uh, so I think allow us to go through our process. I think it's, it's been very transparent. As you know, it's been live streamed, okay? You could see what was going on in Philadelphia. And you know we're not tolerating anybody trying to bum rush the process. You know that, right? Okay? Yeah, I, I saw one I saw uh, one of them Harlan something. He, he t t tweeted, uh, wouldn't it be great if Republicans went and surrounded Detroit and Philadelphia? I was like, don't get your ass whooped. Uh, uh, I think uh, I, I think um, I could paraphrase you on that, sir. All right, <laughs> that, that would be that, that would be the wrong thing to do. But the thing about it, Roland, you could predict that. You remember uh, Bush versus Gore. You remember the yep. count in two thousand. They did the same thing in two thousand. So it was like counting down the hours when all these knuckleheads were going to show up at these various locations trying to intimidate people. Don't do that in Philadelphia. Don't do that in Detroit. You'll have another thing coming to you if you think you're going to get away with that foolishness in our town. But it's also interesting. Atlanta, Detroit, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, communities with sizable black populations where they try to shut down the vote, shut down the count. Uh, it's another form of, of voter suppression. And you know I sit at the feet of Barbara Arnwine, who's the... Uh, who's the, 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 the really the person who, who lets us all know and informs all of us about the issues around voter suppression. You talked about uh, you can actually watch the vote counting. Go to my iPad, please, Anthony. Uh, you should see it um, uh, right there. Uh, that's actually a live shot of the, of the operation there in Philadelphia uh, where people are counting the ballots. That's right there. That's exactly what it is. Um... You, you look at, I mean, look, Donald Trump won uh, Pennsylvania in 2016. They really uh, thought that they, they were going to use their racist appeals uh, to voters there. Uh, and, you know, we hear the phrase all the time that outside of Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and the suburbs, uh, Pennsylvania is Alabama. This is showing the absolute strength of African-American vote uh, in the stronghold of Philadelphia. No, no, no doubt about it, uh, Roland. Uh, black voters, especially black women, uh, and I'm gonna give a, I'm gonna give a shout to the brothers too. All right. First of um, all, hold on, hold on. Here's the deal. I, I said it earlier, Vincent. We gotta shout to the brothers. The two groups that voted the highest against Trump were black women at 91 percent and black men at 80 percent. All this talk is on that, you know, 18, 20, and we don't even know if that number is real. Okay, let's be clear. But we know for a fact at least 80% of black men vote against Trump. It's too highest. Nobody else. Not Latino men, not, not white men, not Asian men. So black folks are carrying this ball across the goal line. No, no, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. It happened in South Carolina, all right, led by Congressman Clyburn. It happened there. It's happening throughout the entire process. Uh, and, and our vote is, in, in, in many respects, Roland, some of the most democratic parts of the process. And what I mean, what do I mean by that? The, the beautiful thing about this cycle is that folks utilize different apparatus available to do the vote. Go in person, which is what I did, because I wanted to kick his behind in person, all right, you know, on that day, all right? Uh, but also um, to utilize the vote by mail, all right? And utilize vote by mail in the mail, 
as long as you did it in ample enough time, and we need to talk about that a little bit, Roland, because I think there's some, some uh, I don't want to call it breaking news, but news that requires further investigation, all right? But we utilized vote by mail, or we dropped it off at the Dropbox, all right? And then you saw thousands, if not millions of people all across the country wanting to be involved in the, the apparatus, the apparatus of actually doing the count. Uh, and, and so it, it really, in many respects, was a wonderful thing to see because you saw folks embracing democracy, celebrating democracy, and executing their role in democracy. Uh, and now, you know, on the and, and I think it would it would be relevant to go to the um, uh, the postal service situation because now I just saw a, a piece while I was paying attention to your previous uh, panel uh, that talked about at least 150,000 ballots did not get delivered by the U.S. Post Office um, uh, prior to uh, Election Day. Uh, and so they're just beginning that count. Uh, and, you know, that number probably is going to grow. And it needs to be investigated. And it probably needs to be litigated. And those folks, those ballots need to get the opportunity to be counted. All right. State Senator Vincent Hughes, uh, we certainly appreciate that. Uh, the, the, the last thing, though. All these people talking about, oh, my God, why is it taking so long? Can you explain to people what Republicans in the legislature did that oh, prevented please. people from counting these mail ballots early? We had this set up, Roland. We had this set up. The legislation was in place. Uh, and uh, to begin the process, called, it's called pre-canvassing. And basically that means is to begin the processing of the vote-by-mail ballots prior to Election Day. And as you know, in Pennsylvania, the legislature is controlled by the Republicans. Uh, and so they had it. And our original offer was, look, let's start at, at let's start getting the count of three weeks before Election Day. So we're not in this process. They said no. They were like, how about the weekend before? I'm like, no, nah, that doesn't, that doesn't add up. That doesn't that doesn't matter. So we tried to do a back-and-forth negotiation, maybe even seven to ten days prior to Election Day. They had the legislation. They could have passed it, all right? But they chose to sit on it and adjourn the legislature without it moving. Wouldn't have had it, any negative impact. And it would be, have us in a situation where all those votes would be counted by now. It would have been done because we would have begun the processing of it. Um, so, you know, uh, that plus the intimidation of the uh, um, uh, the Secretary of State, which they tried to do on Election Day, try to force her to resign on Election Day, um, it's just part of the voter suppression tactics that's been in their playbook for centuries. And they need to be called out for it. And thank you for giving me the space to actually do that. They're in the business of voter suppression on the front end, in the middle, and on the back end. And so just watch it play itself out through, through and through. Thank All you, brother. All right, then. State Senator Vincent Hughes, we certainly appreciate it. Thanks a bunch. All right, sir. Keep swinging. Appreciate you, man. Take care of yourself. Thank you very much. Girl told me to tell you hello. All right? All right, then. Absolutely. All right, <laughs> All right my brother. All right, folks. Uh, we're going to give you a, a news update. We have uh, an update. Uh, I'm sitting here talking to Vincent Hughes, and then uh, uh, Reese sends me a text. Uh, we have um, uh, a change uh, in uh, Georgia. And so here's uh, the tweet here. Joe Biden needs to win 59.6% of the 
of the remaining 18,936 ballots to be counted. He's so far outperformed in every county reporting since last night. That's why the percentage he needs keeps dropping. According to Brendan Keefe, uh, who is a chief investigator at Atlanta's WXIA, right now, right now, um, the, the spread is this here. Donald Trump uh, only has a lead of 3,635, if I'm reading that correct, a lead of 3,635, and so it's 18,936 left. Uh, Erica, your state, long a red state, is 3,636 votes away from actually giving Joe Biden uh, a victory in Georgia and its electoral college votes. And we are damn sure counting on it. And let me just also say this, Georgia along with many states in the South is just like what we've seen now with 2018, 2020 elections. It's a state that's not invested, it's under invested in. And I think that what we've been talking about over the period of this segment is that it is, uh, it is important for states like Georgia, Mississippi, Texas, Louisiana, um, those states to really be invested in those grassroots organizers so we can begin to see results like this. You know, talking about Stacey Abrams and what she did in 2014 leading up to this point, you know, it's also have to, it's very important to remember that, you know, Georgia has largely been governed by Republican governors, right? And they have been along with the Secretary of State's working to purge the roles, making it very, very difficult for black and people of color to really live and thrive in the state of Georgia. But when somebody does um, see a real, real interest in the black community and actually not only being involved in politics just on election day, but actually um, talking to people, actually bringing people together, let people know that they are seen from their state legislators um, on up, then we see that it definitely makes a difference. So I'm excited. I saw that on Twitter um, that Georgia was down. The difference was um, less than 3,700 votes with the 18,000 still remaining. And I'm, you know, as much as we're harping on Atlanta, I definitely want to shout out um, Southwest Georgia as well, Albany, all of those rural counties that when you're looking at the pluses for Biden, they're plus 40, they're plus 44. So these people that are in counties uh, that are usually overlooked, uh, because when people think about the state of Georgia, they think about Atlanta as being the only city. But you do have um, voter suppression, voter intimidation that's happening in these rural counties. And black folks, brown folks are showing up and they've showed up incredible numbers. So not surprised, but I'm, I'm definitely waiting for Georgia to deliver the presidency tonight. Um, Anthony, go to my iPad. This is the 270towin.com uh, map right here. Uh, folks, you see on this particular map here, uh, you see how Nevada is blue. I have not uh, actually uh, awarded Arizona to anyone, even though that state uh, has been has has been called uh, by Fox News. They have not gone off of that. But what they haven't done is they actually haven't given Nevada. So what Associated Press has done, Associated Press has called Arizona for Biden. They have not called Nevada. That's why that number is at 264. You see the number right there. And so this is the key, folks. Georgia. If Georgia goes blue. Biden hits 280, he wins. If Pennsylvania, if all of a sudden that shifts and it goes blue, Biden is at 284. More than likely, uh, there are not enough absentee ballots 
uh, uh, for him, he would have to go probably 75-25 in North Carolina for that to go blue. But North Carolina is critical because there are a number of races there. For instance, the sister who is the chief justice of the North Carolina Supreme Court, uh, she is down 3,000 votes uh, in North Carolina. Uh, and so that matters. And so that's why it's important uh, that we look at the ballot that's, that's happening um, in North Carolina. Now, here's the deal. They're going to be counting for a number of days uh, because, um, again, uh, how, they, how they extended it. But so, you know, one of the things that people just need to understand, and, and this is really, I think, uh, critically important, uh, 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 Greg, is that when people say, my vote doesn't matter, Again, right now, in the state of look, I, just just look at the U.S. Senate race in um, in um, um, North Carolina. Uh, go ahead, go to my iPad right now. Tom Tillis and Cal Cunningham, uh, two thousand six hundred and forty three hundred eighty one for Tom Tillis, two thousand five hundred two thousand five hundred forty three thousand six ninety three for Cal Cunningham. That's less than one hundred thousand. If you probably went uh, and broke down precincts in North Carolina. That's likely two per precinct. I mean, right there, for people who say, hey, man, that thing doesn't matter, it actually does. Let me go here. The lieutenant governor's race. Again, Mark Robinson, he's black, Republican. He got two million. I mean, come on, class, go to the iPad. Come on. Thank you. He got 2,773,753 votes. The sister got, and we interviewed her on the show, Yvonne Holly, 2,595,868. When you look at those votes, when you look at that particular race, again, if you start breaking down precincts uh, in the state of uh, North Carolina, uh, you understand that that's, that's, that's 177,885 vote difference. Uh, if you look at uh, come on, come on, let's go back to the iPad. Labor Commission, right here. Folks, that is a difference of less than 100,000 in that race. State Treasurer, that's a difference of 270,000. For Attorney General, look right here. I need y'all to understand when we say every vote matters. Attorney mm -hmm. Generals are critically important. You saw the mm -hmm. race of Daniel Cameron in mm -hmm. uh, Kentucky. They're in North Carolina. Look at that, folks. Mm. 10,000, less than 10,800 votes separate the winner and the loser for attorney general. Depending mm. upon the mail-in ballots, that race could be flipped. I mean, that's 10,000 votes. Uh, Secretary of State race. Uh, 121,000. Let me go over here. I'm trying to find the, um, I'm trying to find the, uh, uh, Supreme Court. Here it is. Uh, let's see here. The chief. Right here. Sherry Beasley. We interviewed her. We did the show in Raleigh. Y'all, that is 3,700, 3,742 vote difference. That's the state, that's the chief justice of the state Supreme Court. Right now, Democrats have a six-to-one advantage uh, on uh, the state Supreme Court. And so you see right here, so you see right here, okay, they had a six-to-one advantage. Republican uh, leading in that race right there. 
right here. So now you will have you will go from a six to one advantage of the court to a um, to a four three advantage. That's what you're dealing with. And so again, I need people to understand, Greg. When we say vote matters, the reason racial gerrymandering was racial gerrymandering was struck down in North Carolina was not because of the Supreme Court, because of the state Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. And 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 thank you for uh, for asking our brother Vincent Hughes there in Philly, good brother, to explain what happened in the Pennsylvania legislature. This is the thing that that exquisite dunce Sam Melito is itching to get his fingers on, which is the state, Pennsylvania State Supreme Court decision that the interpretation of the statute in the Pennsylvania legislature will allow for the continued counting of the vote. That's a state Supreme Court issue, and Sam Melito is willing to tear up decades of interpretation of the federal constitution to get his grimy hands on that decision. And by the way, but as you- it's a 4-4 tie between Democrats and Republicans on the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. Yes, mm-hmm. but they're going to go back to the courts because right. little Amy is on the court now. And, the, and, and, and Sam was waiting on her. He all but said, Amy, hurry up in the, in the thing that he wrote last week. But you're absolutely right, Roland. The states matter. Again, thinking in 24-month cycles. Every 24 months, a third of the Senate mm-hmm. could be heading toward re-election. And every four years, a third of the Senate is up for re-election. In North Carolina, there's 7.8 million registered voters. Two-thirds of them are either Democrat or independent. Looks like maybe about five and a half, 5.6 million people voted in the North Carolina elections. The fact that it's close as it is, is due to William Barber, the fusion movement, what's going on Mm -hmm. in North Carolina. And Mm -hmm. so let's say that Cunningham can't pull it out. Let's say that Charlotte and Durham and Greensboro, and our people can't pull it out. Let's say that our Spanish-speaking kindred, again, as you've said many times, Latinx, Latino, Hispanic, don't tell you nothing. Let's say that the Central Americans and the Puerto Ricans and others in uh, North Carolina can't pull them over this time. 24 months from now, there's another cycle. In fact, 24 months from now, that Senate seat, Dick Burst said he ain't gonna run again, that needs to flip. And I'm saying all that to say this, Erica is absolutely right. What's happening in Georgia, this is not a revelation to those of us either from the South or who know something about the history of this country. As you as you were talking mm-hmm. to Vincent Hughes, it made me think about something. Anyway, Erica, when you started talking, I ran and pulled this off my shelf. This is Freedom Ways magazine from 1964. It reprinted an article from, of a speech by W.E.B. Du Bois from 1946 that he gave to the Southern Negro Youth Congress and the chapel mm-hmm. at Benedict Congress. People talk about SNCC, the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, but the first SNCC in this country was the Southern Negro Youth Conference. It was called Behold the Land. And the first thing he says, he says, the future of the American Negroes is in the South. Mm-hmm. He said, that's not just true of the country. He said, that's true of the yeah. world. Amen. So when you look at the progressive government in Jackson, Mississippi, Chokeway, Lumumba, Rakia Lumumba, and what they're doing there, they have some tensions with the grassroots movement that really put the wind under their father, Chokeway's wings, uh, Cooperation Jackson. But it's good tension. Why? Because Jackson ain't just blue. See, people thinking DNR, you're missing the point. Jackson's going to transform the economy. So when Joe Biden gets on stage and says green jobs are important, he was forced into that position from the bottom up. The Democratic Party will be transformed or it will be discarded. Because, see, what these young people are doing 
is building political power from the ground up. And what Du Bois told those young people that day at that chapel at Benedict is, stay where you are, get involved intimately. And what we're seeing in North Carolina, that's just the promise of the real thing to come. But only if when this election is called, instead of going to the party and just staying there and then getting mad six months from now, we go to the party, mm. sleep, the next day, we back in the street. Why? Oh, bruh, this, if this was the alphabet, this just A. We got to go to B now. <laughs> and C and D and E. No. So when it comes to time to 2022, we're in position for none of these to be nail biters. And mm -hmm. by 2024, when this next generation of young people have turned 18, no more nail biters. No more nail biters. And these white people who won't get on board, here's the little tip for you, baby. The number of people in this country who are majority non-white is basically the seven-year-olds and younger. It's over for you. So enjoy the right. rest of your ride. Racy? Right. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, we also have to look at the local races, too. I mean, there are several races, for instance, in, um, in Georgia where they've elected black sheriffs. Now, I know that there are people who don't believe in uh, the, the carceral system or the criminal justice system, but... I personally would rather have black people rather than all these white overseers who deputize their white supremacists to terrorize black people. So we have to take into account that these are not blowout wins. I mean, we're talking about 3,800, 3,600 votes in Georgia potentially deciding 16 electoral college votes in which Biden and Harris are ahead by over 3 million votes in the country. They have the most votes ever cast for a presidential ticket, and yet we're talking about 3,000-something-odd votes in Georgia. So that just goes to show the power of your vote. In Wisconsin, they won by 30,000 votes. In Nevada, Biden and Harris is clinging on to an 11,000-point lead in Arizona, 60-something thousand vote votes. And so these things matter. Also, one of the things that was notable, too, in Georgia, where there were people who voted for Biden-Harris, but did not vote at down ballot, for instance, for John Ossoff. John Ossoff got fewer votes than Biden-Harris did. And so these are the kinds of things that matter. We have to vote. We have to vote up and down the ticket. We have to vote every election. Like Dr. Carr says, it's 24-month increments. I know people don't want to hear it. It sounds cliche. It sucks that we have to twist people's arms when the results are really self-evident, if you're paying attention. But this is how we change anything. It may mm -hmm. not change everything, but it's how you change anything. Because mm -hmm. no matter what you scream and shout, if you don't have the power, which white people have figured out, Republicans have figured out, it's about the power. You, they don't do all that talking. They were saying the whole opposite thing. They on Twitter, hashtag vote like a black woman, hashtag black people are going to save us or whatever the hell the little situations is, all this performative actions that they take. They tell them posters, uh-huh, I'm going to vote for Biden. And then they go in the booth and they vote for power, for white power right. specifically. So it ain't about talking. It's about the power, and the power is in the ballot box, period. Some of it, not all of it. But you can't, if you don't have the ballot power, if you don't have the political elected legislative power, then you're swimming uphill the whole time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's the truth. All right, folks, got to go to a commercial break. Um, we, um, 
I got a crazy-ass white woman video for y'all. That's because it's absolutely hilarious. Uh, but uh, we're going to play that next. Uh, and so, folks, uh, but first up, uh, no, I'm not playing that video next. Go to my iPad. Uh, we're going to talk about the Reverend Warnock uh, uh, race. We're going to show you a couple of ads that he's running. That's next to Roller Martin uh, Unfiltered. Warnock what? eats pizza with a fork and knife. Raphael Warnock once stepped on a crack in the sidewalk. Raphael Warnock even hates puppies. Get ready, Georgia. The negative ads are coming. Kelly Leffler doesn't want to talk about why she's for getting rid of health care in the middle of a pandemic, so she's going to try and scare you with lies about me. I'm Raphael Warnock, and I approve this message because I'm staying focused on what Washington could do for you. And by the way, I love puppies. Raphael Warnock eats pizza with a fork and knife. We must vote for the people we now call essential workers, but we don't pay them an essential wage. We don't provide for them essential benefits. We must vote for our seniors who have to choose between buying food and buying prescription drugs. We must vote for all of our children because none of our children are safe until all of our children are safe. We must vote because your vote is your voice and your voice is your human dignity. We must vote because a vote is a kind of prayer about the kind of world that you want to live in and prayer is stronger when we pray together. So vote together and pray together and stay together and struggle together and work together and together what I know. I'm being able to speak about something that I used to didn't do that I can say, yeah, that was me, but it's okay. It's okay now because I know better now and you can too. I'm able to say that so they can relate to what I'm saying so I can capture their attention and be able to knock on their door and say, hey, you with me? And now they feel more opt to pay attention and more opt to be able to go out there and say, oh, well, just maybe because she said and I'm a fan of hers, so the connection is, well, okay, what do I have to lose? Because sitting at home is what you're losing out on. And a lot of them don't even know how important the vote is. It's like, well, you know what, if I don't, you know, nobody gonna miss my vote. Until you have a 50-50 share and it's 49 and 51, and you're like, ah. Oh. Then you gotta feel like an ASS and go, see? So because of friendships like yours, that's what made me figure out that, you know, my vote did matter and that it was important for me to vote and, and get out there, even if I wasn't doing everything, you know, perfectly, just trying and then learning from the mistakes, whatever mistakes that I made and trying again and getting better the next time that I went out to vote or to speak about something, you know, political. That's the start. That's the way that we do it because we can't go back and undo, like, I can't go back in time and make myself be at the polls no. when I wasn't. So that's why, that's where but the civic start comes in. Now. But I can start now. And that's what, you know, I started when I started. And now I, I'm a part of more, you know, political drives to get other people to vote. I'm not the world's smartest when it comes to politics. I'm the first to admit that. I'm not even the second or third. But <laughs> I'm trying, and I think that that's, that's really the message here. You know, get out and vote because it does matter. Your vote absolutely matters.
between card games and family get-togethers, all that sort of stuff. I'm in them streets. I'm in the streets hustling. Um, and what's crazy, your neighborhood, your environment pushes you to the streets very early because in our neighborhood, this is the only place that you hear that you gotta get out of here at 18. So in your mind, you 13 when you hear this. You got five more years until right. you on your own. So is school important or hustling to get some bread? Because at 18, I gotta get out this lady house. And I don't know where I'm going or what I'm gonna do. So it wasn't go to college. It wasn't get a job, go to the go to the army, go to the military. It was, you got to be out this house. You got to be out this house. You go to prison 19. Yeah. Sentence for how long? 15 years. And you're, for the first time, you were hearing this old man talk about voting. Mm-hmm. What did you say? What's that? What's that? And why does that make a difference? What did he say? And he broke the Amherst thing down to me. About they going to be stealing money. He said, and his thing was about people getting out. He said, man, a lot of people going to be here that's not going to get out because Bush is gonna come in and he gonna set off all these people's sentences just to show that he's tough on crime to get favor with whoever put him in office. <clears throat> Made sense to me once he broke it down. Then I start reading about voting and the importance of voting, just talking with them. Because these are men who probably marched for voting, probably something went wrong in their life, they still ended up in this place. But there was a lot of knowledgeable people there and I just hung with the old cats that had all this information. Hey, man, when you get out, this is what needs to happen. This is what's not in the community. This is the reason why you're here. You know what I'm saying? You don't, you don't see it like this, you know? And I'm like, man, wow. That was, that, was, that was deep, what you just said. And I'm still young and wild in there. And I didn't understand that these old cats, because I was one of the only young people that was still listening. Like, you can still talk to me. I was still, huh? I wasn't at this point where what you said didn't have no weight to me. Like, I, I wasn't a lost cause. So they came up with this plan unbeknownst to me. I didn't find out about it until they had already accomplished their goal. The man said that I was so wild on this unit, dude named Blackshaw, he said, we kept, got together, we say once we get him, then we get the rest of the youngsters. And he said, when I said that, you was on the wreck yard fighting when I said it. He said, like, he said look at him, the little wild crazy one. That's what we got to get. So a, so a group of old men old men in prison said, if we break him yep. and put him back together and mold him, it's going to be a domino effect. He'll get everybody else. Is that what happened? That's what happened. Trump can show up and say anything, and they can just go, oh, yeah. And the African-American community was great to us. They didn't vote. You know, he just called you stupid. Did you hear that? Oh, 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 but he's for us. Really? And they were just regurgitating the things that they had heard on a radio or in the barbershop or something somebody had told them. They hadn't thought about it. Democracy is uh, in danger because people don't know how to think. I'm done with trying to convince people to try to vote for their, you know, for their for their life. You have to run for your life. I'm gonna go try to get people who are open to it and, and, and lead them. I'm done with hope. Fuck hope, fight.
All right, folks, at Seek.com, I want to thank them for being a partner with Roland Martin Unfiltered, Mary Spiel, the founder of this black-owned virtual reality company. You can watch their content at Seek.com, C-E-E-K.com. This is one of the headsets that you can use. This virtual reality headset. Drop your phone right into here. Look at that content, that VR content on their site. Other 360-degree video uh, puts you right uh, right there up close. And so you just pop it on like this, and then you're able literally to just sit here and put yourself in the room and see everything that's around you 360 degrees. Now, uh, if you listen to music, folks, you can check out the music uh, on their uh, Seek.com headphones. These right here, folks, are 360-degree 4D headphones. The bass on these things are absolutely amazing. Surround sound. So literally, when you're listening to it, the sound actually is around uh, your whole head again. Created by a system. Uh, if you want to uh, get uh, the headset uh, the, uh, for the uh, music or the VR headset, uh, simply use this promo code RMVIP2020. RMVIP2020. Christmas is coming up. Great, some great gifts. Matter of fact, my birthday in nine days. So I'm just just, just giving y'all a hint. Uh, so use a promo code RMVIP2020 uh, and go to seek.com. And again, we appreciate them being partners with us here at Roland Martin Unfiltered. All right, y'all, you know what time it is. No charcoal girls are allowed. I'm not a new... I'm white. I got you, huh? Yeah, I'm illegally selling water with our permit. On my property. Whoa! Hey! 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 But the moment somebody touch you, the law says that's self-defense. This woman in this video, the white woman, is a Mississippi elections commissioner. I think she gonna think twice the next time she try to touch a black woman. Roll it. Because ever since I've been standing here, y'all been- Ain't nobody, ain't no wrong. I just woke up, I just said something to you. Go get in your truck before you get smacked. Now go now. I'm asking you to get out of my face. I'm asking you to quit pointing. Get your hand. Get 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 out of my face, lady. Get. Come on, fair. Come on, fair. Come on, fair. Come on, fair. Stop, 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 stop. Get a hand to that truck. Goddamn. Watch it, watch it, watch it. She started. No, I didn't. Ms. you started that, Ms. McClain. You walked up in her face. I'll ask her what she said. You, and when you, you record this, you make sure you get the whole thing and don't slice it. I ain't gonna slice it. You will. And I'm pressing charges. Well, you walked up in her face. We got everything she recorded. She said something. We, and we, I we got everything recorded, Ms. McClain. I don't care. It's always one way with y'all. But y'all, who are y'all? You and anybody. Who, who are y'all? You and anybody else with a phone. Have a good day. Oh, I will when she gets arrested. Excuse me. Yeah. We don't have any confrontations out here. I, 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 I ain't got no confrontation, Mr. Well, Brown. Well, what's the you problem? You stood in my truck. You won't stay over there. You're bound and determined to get in my way. She Man, I don't know. I don't know what she's talking about. She walked up into this lady's face. Yeah. Walked well into her face. Over there to see what she she's was been, saying. She's been over there all, off and on all morning. Even gave well, well, him a damn sign. I, 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 I don't do that. 
Where you clown? You are the commission. She got in her face. Eric, I keep trying to tell these folk. <laughs> I keep trying to tell these folk that y'all. <laughs> she like, you sir. That's Erica's cousin, right? You know that's Erica's cousin. <laughs> Listen, the southern roots run deep. And let me tell you, you run up on a sister like me, you asking for everything I'm going to give you. And this is what white supremacy wants to, uh, they're going to miss. They're going to miss being able to just run up on black people and where you going, girl? Where you going, boy? Show me your papers. They're definitely going to miss this time where when they were walking into a building, it was, oh, let me get out of the way. And those kind of things that have just been passed down. So I'm really uh, interested to see. I was just looking up to see if uh, my brother Jamar Walter, uh, who was running against uh, the white lady that got our ass whooped, to see if he had won that election race. So much respect and hope he does, in fact, win. But this is the kind of stuff that we're pushing back against and that, you know, really that a person that runs up as the fight is over, then immediately runs to the black man to say, well, what did you, what you do to Miss Sherry? Like, <laughs> all that kind of like, listen. Now, Miss no, Sarah, now, Miss Sarah, now, Miss Sarah, you done started that, Miss Sarah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Now, I, I, I know y'all also saw this video here. Now, y'all know she, she, she been, I got her cell phone number, her email. Paula White been avoiding me. Did, 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 did y'all see her at that prayer rally? for praying for Donald Trump. Lord, go ahead, y'all. Watch this here. This ain't the one with the cat in it. Hold on, just wait. Strike and strike and strike and strike and strike until you have victory. For every enemy that is aligned against you, let there be that we would strike the ground for you will give us victory, God. I hear a sound of abundance of rain. I hear a sound of victory. I hear a sound of shouting and singing. I hear a sound of victory. I hear a sound of an abundance of rain. I hear a sound of victory. I hear a sound of an abundance of rain. I hear a sound of victory. The Lord says it is done. The Lord says it is done. The Lord says it is done. For I hear victory, 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 victory in the quarters of heaven, in the quarters of heaven. Victory, 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 victory. For angels are being released right now. Angels are being dispatched right now. Hamanda ata ata rata teda baka sanda ata ambo osa kata rite eke banda ata rike didi ashata. For angels have even been dispatched from Africa right now Africa right now Africa right now from Africa right now they're coming here they're coming here in the name of Jesus from South America they're coming here they're coming here they're coming here they're coming here from Africa from South America. so the so the angels from Africa are coming but I thought Trump called them shithole countries so I mean so, so so not not so now all of a sudden yeah they coming Oh, they come to take me away. They coming to take me away. They coming for you. Now, y'all, there have been some absolutely hilarious remixes. Greg mentioned, Greg mentioned one of them. Here it is. Africa right now. Africa right now. Africa right now. 
That y'all, that the uh, 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 they got, they got, they got some. Hold up, I, I'm, I'm looking for. Um, uh, is this the one I'm looking for? I'm look okay, watch this. Until you have victory for every enemy that is aligned against you, let there be that we would strike, 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 and 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 strike, until you have victory. <laughs> oh, hold up. It's another one I saw that I just thought was just, uh, oh, my God. Um, is, is this the one here? Is this one? How about this one here? Y'all, I'm telling Roland, you. You gotta roll it. I just sent you one. This one is lit though. It's it's doing a lot of heavy lifting to get a white woman who's on the one and the three, on the two and the four. All you right, know, maybe all all right. Hold up. Let me, let me, let me, let me, this let me. one is good. Right. This one is good. Okay, let me let me check. Okay. All right, because you sent you sent to me. Okay, I gotta send to via email because I'm on the iPad. You sent to oh, okay. the text oh. on my phone. Hold on. I'm gonna get it. Hold on, y'all. Uh, my God, these, these videos are funny. Uh, let's she see. She actually this. reminded me of, remember when Jeremiah Wright kind of, you know, kind of got his little digs in on Obama when after Obama did his big race speech? Yeah. And he talked about how white people clap on the, on the one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that was actually, yeah. he gave that speech at the, the Detroit NLACP Freedom Fund dinner. I was sitting on the dais. I was literally For four seats down uh, from him. Uh, that was that a trip. Was that was a trip there. Y'all, so this is the one that Reese just sent me. Go! Strike and strike and strike and strike and strike and strike and strike until you have victory. For every enemy that is aligned against you, let there be that we would strike the ground, for you will give us victory, God. I hear a sound of abundance of rain. I hear a sound of victory. I hear a sound of shouting and singing. I hear a sound of victory. I hear a sound of an abundance of rain. I hear a sound of victory. I hear a sound of an abundance of rain. I hear a sound of victory. The Lord says it is done. Says it is done. The Lord says it is done. For I hear 
victory, 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 victory in the quarters of heaven, in the quarters of heaven, victory, 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 victory. <laughs> I got my dance already. <laughs> They're going to accuse y'all of all being dancing, buck dancing sellouts. But here's the thing. We should take a minute to celebrate the fact that we still here. We cannot be killed, yes. and we are going to win. And that includes everybody. So let's dance. Let's dance for a minute. Hey. We're going to ball up our fist in a minute after this, but let's dance. That was free. That was funny. <laughs> hey, I'm just like, hey, you know what, y'all? Go ahead, Reese. <laughs> Listen, it is done. And y'all can stay mad about it, but hey. let me tell you something. I, I honestly, I don't know how much of a disincentive violence is for white people, but it can at least stop them in their tracks. So good on Miss Pearl, because Miss Pearl said, go on somewhere, go on now. <laughs> people think that older, but you know, I've heard, oh, we are not like our ancestors. You'll catch these hands. Mm -hmm. Our ancestors have the hands. Our elders have the hands. Okay, Miss Pearl can give you a beat down. So don't sleep on Miss Pearl and Sherry. And I love how she said, you acting like a clown out here. You know, they'll read you down, beat your ass, then read you down, humiliate you. And she already had a little thing right here. <laughs> but it was a fair fight. Don't step to Miss Pearl after she done told you to back the hell off and you ain't got to worry about your eye. Get I mean, eye together. I mean, a woman told you, look, don't, don't come over here. Don't come over here with that. And I'm going to tell you right now, I don't know what black church Paula White gonna be able to walk into when Trump, when they fly his ass and drop him off at Mar-a-Lago. And if you let, if, I'm sorry, after this crap, and you let her in your pulpit, Erica, go ahead. Listen, <laughs> you know, what is, I, I'm glad that you teed that up that way, Roland, because, you know, folks like, and I'm glad we're having a moment of laughing, but the folks that have really consolidated in with uh, this son of a Klansman, they've told people who they are. And what's really sad about it is that Paula White does have a share of black women and men that attend her services. But here's the thing. You know, Paula White and um, the son of a Klansman and all the rest of them are lying with no teeth. And where she is even more responsible is because as a person who says she was called of God, listen, that blood that's on that chick's hand is not coming off. So I've said this, mm. said this when I'm referencing 2 Kings, the 6th chapter, 15th through 17th verse, that is more of us than it is of them. There's an invisible army that we can't see unless we ask for our eyes to be open and moving that straight. But that to the Marco Rubios, the Paula Whites, and all of these different people that have used faith as a way to gain what is temporal power um, and really um, um, to the um, and, and really hurt people. Um, black and brown and otherwise, is that there is a part that says, depart from me, I never knew you. And listen, for mm. this little time that we have on earth, that is not something I would want to hear repeated back to me by by what my faith says. And so I think people just remember that these are mere mortals. This is a time in humanity. She is a lion with no teeth. And just like the folks that she signed up with, she has no power. Okay, okay. I, I, Greg, I got one more. I got one more. That's right. I, I got one more, Greg. I, I, got, I got one more. Angels are being released right now. Angels are being dispatched right now. Hamanda, ata, ata, raka, teda, baka, sanda, ata, ambo, osa, kata, rite, eke, banda, ata, rike, didi, asha, da. For angels have even been dispatched from Africa right now. Africa right now. Africa right now. From Africa right now. They're coming here. They're coming here.
Angels from where are being dispatched? I know she did not say Africa. You better call on some American angels. We are angels from Africa. We got Africa responsibility. You better call on Charlie's Angels, Angels in the Outfield, Devil's Food Cake Angels, Anaheim Angels. We is not helping y'all. No, you you got us messed up. Michael, Michael, do you hear this? Paula White, runga tanga duck. You is wronga, 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 tonga, nothing. We is not coming to help y'all. That is American problem. Girl, you tripping. No. For angels are being released right now. <laughs> angels are being dispatched. Michael, go ahead, okay, Randy. <laughs> no, I think I think Erica framed it. Erica put it in the cosmic sense. These are we only here for a minute in these bodies, brother. These people have a reckoning that's coming. You always talking about the reckoning, Roland. There are a number of reckonings. And we saw that in Mississippi. That sister put her hand up. You see how recently be putting her hand up? She put her hand up, and then when she touched it, she said, okay, now I got the hand with you. And, yeah, I don't know. Her technique was a little bit different. She choked her out. I think maybe uh, you know, Eric probably would have gave her that two-piece. But but, but in, terms of, in terms of that last one right there, you know, it's funny because... I think about the fact that the hurricanes start, the Gulf, the stream, the water, and then the currents and atmosphere start off the coast of West Africa. And a lot of people will say, I will say I'll sound like Trump, a lot of people. You often hear African spiritualists say that that is for the sin of the of the enslavement. The tra those boats came along those same currents. And that's where the hurricanes mm -hmm. come from. So, Paula, mm -hmm. don't call on no African angels, because I promise you, you really don't want what they're going to bring. Because if they come for you... Mm -hmm. There won't be any pleading. It. In fact, what am I saying? We're already here. We'll see you. We'll see you in the street. Lord have mercy. Y'all, we, we, got, we got to go. We are watching. We are monitoring what's happening. Of course, the count, Nevada, Arizona, Georgia, uh, uh, Pennsylvania, uh, North Carolina, watching all of that. Uh, probably by tomorrow. Say one more thing. Yeah, go ahead. Listen, you I don't know when the vote's going to be called, <laughs> but listen, I got to represent one last time before she is VP-elect for my girl, Senator Kamala Harris. She is a black woman that's on the ticket that has the most votes in the history of the country. And so mm -hmm. if it gets called after tonight or before next Thursday or whatever, congratulations in advance, Senator Kamala Harris, for making history. We proud of you, girl. Amen. Yeah, All yeah. right, then. All right, y'all. We got the bounce. Uh, look, hopefully by tomorrow, we do the show tomorrow, we will have Joe Biden will be at 270. Uh, and then we can see the intent tap dance like Gregory Hines in the Cotton Club on the political graveyard of Donald Trump. Don't forget that y'all will support Roland Martin Unfiltered. Go to Cash App, dollar sign RM Unfiltered, PayPal.me forward slash R Martin Unfiltered, Venmo.com forward slash RM Unfiltered, New Vision Media Inc., 1625 K Street Northwest, Suite 400, Washington, D.C., 2006. And shout out to, uh, this, is not, this is not me. I ain't saying it. I ain't trying to get in trouble with everybody else. Uh, but our, our viewers have spoken. They say the flat out baddest panel. All week is the one on Thursday. Thursday, we have actually the largest viewership. Uh, in fact, yesterday, I think the day after the election yesterday, we hit our all-time record. We exceeded 11,000, but today uh, we actually uh, have more than 10,000, actually more than 10,000 watching right now uh, as well, just on YouTube alone. So uh, they, they always tell me they look forward to Thursdays uh, for Reese, Greg, uh, and Erica. And so we appreciate all three of you being on the show. Thanks a bunch. Thank you, Rose. Yeah. Folks, you, we got to go. I'll see y'all tomorrow. Holla! From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast 
is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.